This week on Behind the Meat Curtains, we have a cast of strippers and a bouncer sharing more tales in and out of the club. And, speaking of ins and outs, we have a body waxer giving us the literal ins and outs of waxing. She'll try to convince the males on the show that it's not all that bad. Will she succeed? Listen and find out on this week's episode of Behind the Meat Curtains. Welcome to Behind the Meat Curtains. I'm Kat. I'm Amanda. And I'm the Brad. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know it was my turn. Uh, well, I guess for the first thing we'll do it is, uh, at the be- we do at the beginning of um, every podcast is go around the room and introduce ourselves. Uh, say who you are and what you do in the industry. Um, or in this one particular case, not necessarily the industry. Um, we'll start over here. Um, I'm Kyle and I'm a bouncer. I am Ray and I'm a dancer. I'm Georgia and I'm a dancer. I am Melissa and I'd like to think of myself as a dancer, but I am not. I am the waxer of vaginas at Down Under Waxing. <laughs> and some scrotums and <laughs> Yeah, so, so I've heard buttholes. Um, all right, so yeah. Um, one of the things we we do at one of the first questions we always ask, and as far as I know, we only have one person that hasn't answered it here. Did you say Ray? Is that where you go by? Yes, Ray. Right. Ray. Um, the way I preface this, the question always, uh, this job, the job that you have, isn't a typical job. Like most people wouldn't think of doing that. Some people would like be offended by doing that job. So what is your origin story? Why did you – how did you end up being a stripper? Okay. So when I was younger, um, when I was in college, probably about, I think I was 20 at the time, um, a friend of mine who was my roommate when I moved here um, a year ago, she was dancing. She had been dancing for three years and she kind of was like, you know, it's great money. You should come and check it out. And I did. And I hated it. (laughs) I had a panic attack in the back room. I was like, this is not the life for me. I am not made to be a stripper. I cannot spread eagle in front of people. It's not my, it's not my vibe. (laughs) So, um, actually a year ago I moved a little over a year ago. I moved here and, uh, my roommates at the time, that same exact friend of mine, they were dancing and they were like, I was uh, managing a breakfast bagel place here <laughs> and I hated my life. I'll tell you that. It was in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, it was absolutely miserable. And they were like, you hate your job. Come check it out. Just come in and see what it's like. This, this is like a, they called it like an island, you know, it's a no touch club. Like the money's really great. The people are really fun to be around. And so I came in, you know, shaken by the knees, you know, I was really scared, freaked out. And then, um, <clears throat> Two weeks later, I quit my job. <laughs> uh, they convinced me, and it was uh, it was it was really nice. I'm gonna go ahead and make a guess here from other dancers I've talked to. I'm guessing it was the money that was absolutely <laughs> the, the convincer. Yeah. Um, and then the the, the last question uh, that will just be for you is how is how is dancing? How is the sex industry different than what you had perceived it was, or is it different? I perceived it as this sort of like, almost like a, a negative aspect on it. You know, it looked, people were just there for attention and it was an easy way to get money. No, it's it's strictly business. And that's what I learned really quickly. Right, right. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's it for the, the opening questions. Oh, 
Well, Georgia said that she had a couple couple good stories coming up. She's been on here several times, so we always like to have her back. So what is the story that you wanted to tell us? Are we talking Strippers Night Out? Oh, I do want to talk about the Strippers Night Out. Okay. Um, I feel like um, the bathroom poop story will, will change her name. <laughs> Oh, this, oh, yeah, okay, so. Oh, I hate, how do you even have to think about that one? You're like, wait, <laughs> no, what? No, because I've like, a few. It's so, been on my um, mind for. <laughs> I guess this, this actually just happened, like, two weeks ago. It was really <laughs> recent. There's something about strippers when they go out. We always go out for high-end dinners, and we all love getting dressed up because, you know, it's, you want to have a few drinks, especially if it's a group of single moms. <laughs> We're all going to go a little wild. Um <laughs> Where we we were partying, we went to dinner. It was great. We had a few drinks, and then you know you run into somebody, and they're like, "Come up to our apartment. We'll have some more drinks." You know. Well, I mean, it was a former bouncer at the club. It, so it yeah, wasn't it like is, some random. No, on this the isn't street. like, and this you know, these are all people we know. It wasn't, but you know, you run into in a smaller area, you will run into people, and so we, I mean, we trust him. So we go up to his apartment, and uh, one of one of the gals, she had to go to the bathroom. Over, and she, she does. And then she comes out and she's like, the toilet's not flushing. And I was, I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll come in there and I'll help you out. I'm drunk and we're, I'm in heels too. And so I'm like clobbering around and I go to flush the toilet again. And then it just didn't, it overflowed. And <laughs> she took a shit and it was like <laughs> tiny bits of poop everywhere. And we were just like, oh my gosh. And the look on her poor face, cause we're all, she's sitting there in a little dress and her big fur coat. And like, so before being a stripper, were you a plumber? Were you like, I am the girl for the job. You're like, no, no, I got this. I am the girl for the job because my dad's a contractor. So if ever there's a problem, I have to fix it myself. And I remember my, a condition of me moving into an apartment one time was if I fixed the toilet. And I did. And I solved their uh, water bill issue, but yeah. Well, I heard the story from her, and you did not fix the yeah, problem. Like, I did not. I backed it, off. Right? Uh, I flushed it again, and it overflowed, and then I left it all up to uh, the owner of the apartment. To do it. <laughs> Never flush it again. To do. Never I, I'm pretty again. sure let's try flushing it again with probably on the top <laughs> troubleshooting. We Never flush I feel again. like your father would be disappointed if he heard this story. <laughs> Absolutely, because I was shit canned. <laughs> Absolutely. You're a great idea. Let me try flushing it. I also did hear that there was a stripper pole in this apartment, and the smell was so bad that they had to find somebody else's apartment to move it to. We did. We moved apartments <laughs> in the. There's another. There's another person that lives in that same uh, group of apartments. So we we did. We packed up the stripper pole. We went to the other one. We brought all the booze with us, and then we had a grand old time. I have so many questions. So, do you? like go around town with a stripper pole like like an antenna kind of folded up in your bag that you just like flick out and attach to a ceiling I mean you can do that but um no he always has a stripper pole with him that's his thing and so we just moved it to the John he has a stripper pole in his apartment so I mean we just moved it but I will say strippers do tend to Whatever looks like it could be a pole will become a pole at some point. So streets are. I feel like, I feel like that might be a tip for guys. It's like Lighting. keep a, stroll, a stripper pole on you at yes. all times. So then you can invite girls back to your place. You're like, girls, I've got a pole at my place. And you're like, we are there. Uh, we're five drinks in. We're going to try some sketchy shit. <laughs> well, the other, the other when um, we walked in here, the other thing that you brought up was, uh, what would you call it? Uh, 
you said like at your old club it was a juice bar which for those who are uninitiated just means you can't have alcohol there and you used to go out for you had a story about going out on 21st birthday for yeah it's kind of like a rite of passage is the um the elder gals which honestly none of them were probably over 26 so still really so young. real seniors in real the stripper seniors world. <laughs> in the stripper world um at a juice bar at least where most girls are 18 19 but on your 21st birthday it was rite of passage at midnight the older girls would take you out on your birthday um and so i was privy to experience that and my friends dragged me to the male strip club at midnight because it was the only place that would let us in and i'd never been to a male strip club before I'd also didn't really drink before that. So it was quite the adventure. Um, shout out to Miami, as I call him, my Jerry Curl lover for the evening. <laughs> he gave me a great laugh dance. Um, he's actually a really well-known um, male dancer, actually. He has friends with Spinning Shay um, now, and so I see him online every once in a while. I'm like, you gave me my first lap dance. It was really it's really great memory. But we would go out all the time, and there was a club. Um, it's closed now. It was called Dirty. And oh, I love, love Dirty. dirty. <laughs> the pole. The and yeah. we had a one of the girls that I knew, he, the owner, or like the manager or whatever, he would come in as her regular. And so we would get to skip the line, and we didn't have to pay cover to get in, which was like 20 bucks. So we would go take a break on weekends from like midnight to 2 in the morning and go. And they had poles on all the tables and everything we would just go show off all of our skills and and people would be like what are you doing you know we're just doing crazy stuff but that's yeah we're like we're definitely not strippers but then sometimes we'd be like oh yeah we work at golden dragons when this place closes come on down like we'll be open all night long (laughs) uh i guess did you want to uh lean into your um Waxing story? Oh, yes. So, oh, she, she's leaning in. <laughs> oh, yes. So, Amanda and I, I, I've known Melissa for years. She's been waxing me for years. And um, she started doing a podcast called Down Under Dirt. And I took Amanda into her first Brazilian wax. <laughs> so, let's explain that experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Cat drags me into everything. So. Oh, yeah. So I know she did say, "I'm not sure if I have enough hair." I'm like, "Climb aboard, let's see what we can do." And she was very brave. Yeah, I think the best, like, the, I almost felt like a stripper every time I hear the beginner stripper stories. Right? They're like, "I didn't know what to do," and then I went in there and I just and took I my a- pants off and I was like, "Okay, we're doing this." And that is exactly how I felt. I was like, I don't think I will. Maybe one time in Vegas, she saw the whole thing. <laughs> like, for the most part, I'm not naked around her a lot, and I, you know, so we get there and Cat's in the room and there's the bed to lay on and wax, and Melissa's like, "All right, take him off," and I'm just like, "Uh." Uh, I'm, not okay. even, I'm not even leaving the room for Now me. you're one of us. She's like completely off. And I was like, well, you don't need to take your top off unless you need a nip wax. So that was definitely experience. I was like, this is what it's like to just show everyone everything. There was only two people, I guess, but still. Right. It, was, it is it recorded quite... for everybody to listen <laughs> yeah. to if you'd like to listen in. So the Brad. So I want to talk to you about getting your crack waxed and reasons to get a crack wax. So, as my boyfriend described, okay, so, I know, this would be a good surface. You could do elbows and knees right up here on the bar. For those listening, yeah, she's, uh, we're at a bar. (laughs) So, uh, 
um, my boyfriend described it to somebody when he was like, well, nobody sees it. Like, I'm not very hairy. And he said, well, imagine smearing peanut butter in your hair and then trying to wipe it out. That's why you wax your crack. Doesn't that sell it? So basically it's saving the planet. Uh, No, because I've lived 48 years and it hasn't really been a problem. (laughs) Come on, you live in Oregon. Don't you want to save the planet? All all that teepee that you'll save, right? I feel like every dude here is like, I'm in. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious. I don't know. I've never never been caked up that bad down there before either. I've waxed some dudes and you guys are caked up pretty bad. (laughs) Please wax your bottles. (laughs) I got him him sugared and uh, he enjoyed the results. Honestly, he was like, I don't think my butthole's ever been this clean. And I was like, exactly my point. The forest is gone. No, I just do waxing. I'm not going to do a little bit of everything. I'll be good at one thing. So um, apparently the farts are a little different. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's filter. what I've heard. <laughs> so it's a little noisier. A little yeah, a little, little, little clappier, like, oh. i got to say, none of this is selling it for me. <laughs> I have never heard a man dislike getting his asshole waxed. Really? 100%. I've heard guys say, I'm not going back to get everything else waxed, but I'll go get my asshole waxed. 100%. Wow. 100%. Very pro shaft balls taint butthole. Leave some top bush. I'm a I fan agree. of top bush. I think men, it, also the disconnect when there's no top bush and you have like a hairy chest or like a hairy stomach. What? So the shaft, the balls, um, the taint, and the butthole. Oh, you just said it so. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like she it shaft was balls, taint. Oh, because like, I try and get every guy I know. Yeah, exactly. That's I called the works. Yeah. <laughs> I think on someone like me, it would just be like this this clear area down there. Well, where... That's where you leave top butt. <laughs> so there's no disconnect. Thank you for the top. What is, okay, <laughs> disconnect? Explain this more. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. It's like you're wearing a hairy t-shirt and then everything yeah. just goes bald and You ever dated a guy who kind of looks like Burt Reynolds and then he takes his pants off and there's just a big bald patch above where his dick is and you're just like... Yeah, what the fuck? Just the fupa. You gonna leave the fupa out? Like. So do you do a lot of just buttholes for men or Absolutely. is it usually the whole package? Me, if they come in for a Brazilian, I'll give them a full Brazilian Okay. and I won't question it. But if they ask me what my preference is, I will say the same thing. Like, personal preference, what I would like to see on a guy, nobody needs a hairy shaft, and nor do you need to shave your shaft, because then it's like a fucking bottle brush up your puss. Oh my god, yeah, I didn't even think about the actual shaft. Like, you're that should be what waxing that. It, I know, but those, there is those hairs, and they get in your throat, and they, I do not like them. I may send my, I'm sending my boyfriend to you. <laughs> I like that. Just buttholes for men. Sounds like something that would be great for a commercial. (laughs) Speaking of commercials, what does a butthole run? A butthole run? Uh, I don't even know what I've got a butthole at, but I think it's 35 or 40 for just the crack. I mean, it's not just the butthole. It's the whole crack, including the taint. And then balls are separate, so you can a la carte anything. Well, enough about a man's butthole. Let's. <laughs> this is women's buttholes too. So. You oh yeah, she did mine. We and yeah. we did happy baby. Start doing your yoga before oh, yeah. you go see Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> Take doggy style to the next level. Um. So Ray, we like to ask this question also. Um. You're pretty young. You just started dancing not too long ago. Yes. A year ago today, actually. Oh, my God. So today you're not a baby yeah. stripper anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't it like two years? 
No, I, I heard it's a, a year. year. Is it a year? You're a toddler, you're a toddler yeah, you're stripper you're now. You're a yeah. Oh my I'm wearing training diapers. <laughs> All of this creeps me out. So, uh, you are very good for being a baby slash toddler Thank you. Thank you. you can you thank are. my experienced friends for that. <laughs> thank you. But you could see a lot in a year. And so we'd like to ask, what is your I've seen it all moment? Um, okay. Uh, oh, you got it. It was definitely the queefing dollar bill for oh, sure. Yeah. That one for me kind of like been there, been there, fucked me that. up. Um, <laughs> but honestly, actually, no. Uh, her and I were in a shower show, actually, me and Georgia, and uh, <laughs> we had a foot guy, <laughs> and it was my very first experience with a foot man. Um, and we were both sitting there, like kind of like almost like crossed over each other, spread eagle, you know, <laughs> vulnerable as it gets. And this man grabs her foot and grabs my foot and sticks both of them in his mouth like a fucking lollipop. And I'll tell you that moment, I was like, wow. <laughs> I've seen it all. <laughs> is this is this not a first for you? Because I heard a foot in mouth story last time you were here. I think is that the same one or is that a different one? Um. Well, this guy. Well, after the shower show ended, <laughs> me and him privately did a half hour of just foot stuff. <laughs> gotcha. I was like, you go for that girl. That he so. he Yeah. No, and I mean, I'm used to it. I think I've. I like. I think I was telling uh, when Patterson was here that time that I don't think I've done a shower show in recent past where somebody hasn't played with my feet in some capacity. Could you explain shower show for the newbies here who have not been? So a shower show, essentially, it's a stage that's a shower, and so you get, it's typically two girls in there, and, you know, it's soapy, and it's kind of... So you're basically bathing each other. We're bathing I mean, each I other, yeah. Sexually bath- yeah. bathing right. each other well, while men watch. each other unsexually. There's, there's, a, right. there's a stage around it. And sometimes, yeah. the, sometimes the men get in there and get Like a bachelor, well. a birthday yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. We give them an embarrassing uh, pair of whitey tidies. The worst whitey tidies. white when they are nope. no. You can see white. You can they're see the mushroom tip. They don't fit. <laughs> yeah, they never fit. They're only like, they're like, Chinese and they're like <laughs> men's <laughs> smalls. All size all, fits all does yeah. not fit all. It does not fit all, but like it's it's almost like the main stage. Only there's a drain and a and a shower nozzle above, and they sit around the outside and just watch girls shower. And the drain gets clogged by money. Yeah, so if if somebody has to go, if they want like a bachelor or their friend to go in the shower, we have a plastic chair that we sit them in, and then so. They don't get any of their clothing items wet. They have to wear. Well, they don't have to. I suppose they can wear their own underwear, but then they'd be walking around with soggy underwear for the rest of the night. So yeah, we, that would be weird. We, yeah, so we change it. It's, it's, it's yeah. I mean, some people do it. Yeah, it's it's a fresh it's a fresh single pack of underwear that we open for them and give it to them. But yeah. Got it. Got it. And this this elaborate experience. How much do we charge per girl? It depends. <laughs> but an average range is like four hundred to yeah. seven hundred dollars a girl. Yeah, we've done enough. Like yeah. we've done uh, the amount of like six hundred or seven hundred per girl, and there was three girls in there, so that's a pretty steep. <laughs> pretty steep. It's about it's about twenty minutes. It's about twenty twenty five minutes. If it's at the end of the night, you can kind of push it to a half an hour. Also, Usually not. Extra, the time can kind of extend if it's not like. There's not like a line to use it, and it's not a very busy night. And it also just depends on how many guys watch. Because I think the most I've had back there was 18 one time. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And sometimes if they're like, that, if they're so excited, they're like, yeah, let's do more, let's do more. And like, okay, we'll charge you for another. They're like, fuck yeah, let's go. And I'm like, all right, game on. <laughs> it's all relative and variable depending on <laughs> lots of different factors. The yeah, the yeah. that is flowing would be the main factor. Yeah, yeah it is the main factor. <laughs> yes. So I have a question. Do you have a, a theory as to why a shower show leans into foot stuff? Like, why why are those two connected? Because our yeah, we're barefoot. We're naked completely. Yeah. Stark naked. Dancers are required to wear heels on the floor in at all times. So when they're in so the shower. So when you're on a regular sh- show, the only thing that that's left is the shoes. And when you're in a shower show, you're oh, finally completely naked. <laughs> yeah, and then like we're walking all, all on the rack, and we're we're kind of like you know we're. We're kind of toying with the idea of the edge, like being on the edge and like we're almost sitting on you, but we're not quite there. So your feet are kind of in the vicinity of the face. And I just think maybe they're like, these are actually clean feet. So maybe I do want to put them in. Yeah, but we're literally walking around in like a foot worth of like dollar bill money. So it's like, what makes you think that, what makes you think that our feet in your mouth is what you need nutritionally at that point of time? The answer, ladies and gentlemen, is alcohol. And drugs. Lots of those. And repressed weird things from their childhoods that they are only coming to grips with in that shower stage. We talked about this the last time I was on about how it's really common to have a foot fetish because it's in your brain. That wire is so close to where, you know, the other parts of the woman's body you might find attractive. So it is actually just like fairly common. To be attracted to feet, so. There's probably also a, a weird um, forbiddenness about it in the sense that there's a limited number of things that you don't see on a woman from day-to-day basis. And it might not necessarily be something you think of as sexual, but you also don't typically see women barefoot all of the time. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where it's not something that we're going to run in there and be like, hey, you need to stop putting that foot in your mouth. <laughs> you know, if he's got That's a foot a fetish, then it, it's, it is what it is, as long as he's not, not touching true. anything, you know, like, traditionally erogenous, then it's it's a line that you can totally get away with. Because I've seen video of a guy having half a Georgia's foot in his mouth almost. He's just deep-throating her foot for 30 minutes, and it's just like, whatever, whatever, whatever you find, uh, whatever does it for you, man. On, yeah. on, on her foot, like half of her foot was I in this know, guy's I think it mouth. Was that night, it was you'd recently come back and you were like, yeah. "Are you into that?" <laughs> like, he, he did. He was like, like, "You were enjoying it," and I was like, "No, nah, that's acting, man. This is I no pleasure from you." Like, do you that is not entirely true because you said last time I, that you you got something out of like the um, domineering part of it. Yeah, oh, not that is the, yeah, I do like the, like, dominant aspect, and I do like a good foot rub, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'll take a full body massage from anybody any day of the week, because I'm broken, but I'm not, like, turned on by feet, so. I just remember our manager, Patterson, like, looking at the cameras, and it, I'm just like, what's going on? He's like, yeah, you know, George's foot is in that guy's mouth, and he's like, I just don't know where to draw the line. But this seems okay. And I'm like, it's below the knee. <laughs> it is below the knee, yeah. yeah. That's why I've never seen so many men attracted to calves before either. Oh like, gosh, yeah. they just got a rub on yeah, something, yeah. so they just grab calves. And I'm just Racist like, okay, Joe. man. Oh, yeah. We've talked about recently. Yep. Leg, your leg. 
Like, did he like get out of? Yeah, he was. Did he? I thought he was going to like inpatient or something. And then uh, I didn't see him for a while. And then he came well, back. He was kicked out for a while. Who let him back? I, don't, I think oh, Madison was it the guy that the dressed he's up been like pretty a, okay. He's been pretty okay. He just sits in the corner and drinks his vodka. No, yeah, like with the like fringe jacket and the coon tail hat. Yeah, baby Crockett. He looked like oh yeah yeah. He does like randomly say some like racist shit out loud, like every once in a while, or some like weird shit. Like, like the fact that he calls himself racist. racist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like last night, he was, was last night. night. Yeah, he, he named him. Because I was like, uh, pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of people in Bend, and I'm assuming the strip club are white. So you would really have to be a parent of one guy with some slightly tan skin that you'd be racist towards. You know what I was thinking about, and you can comment on this, Ray. Um, the rapper, the oh, middle-aged rapper? white guy who raps, and he follows you around. Was that the guy that I and had to pull off you that night? Yep. Raps yep. at yep. us about. It was. It was the guy that I had to pull off you because he was spitting on you. I'm standing there, and this motherfucker. <laughs> He's come back multiple times at this point. I've seen him at least three times in the past couple of years. He just comes he in, and he gets so... Paint a picture for us. He just gets so sloshed past the point where it's like, you can't... You, there's there's nothing getting through to him, and he'll just come up in your face like... You know when you're like kind of like... I, I don't even know how to describe this. When you're getting so close to somebody when, where... When you're in somebody's bubble. It's too close for comfort, and he just, you know, come, comes in my face, and he starts rapping to the point to where he spits on me, and I'm so awestrucken, and I was probably a little bit tipsy at the time, where I was just looking at him like, you spit on me one more time, motherfucker, and I swear. <laughs> I finally walked up to him, and I was like, hey, man, you need to get out of her face. <laughs> you need to walk away, and he, like, walked away and went to some other girl he and went, started like, doing it. He two feet away and started rapping in the next bitch's face, and we're just like... And I had to be like, hey, man, you need to get out of people's faces. Like, you need to stop. This. He rapped about me being 43, which oh um, wow, that's it's like, like twice my age. It's like people people come into the strip club and they just forget all social norms. They just leave the door as soon I think as they walk. Some of them walk never in. had social norms to begin with. 100 percent. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I've said it before. It's like you'll be an upstanding member of the community and like a total gentleman and like you know. And you walk through that door, and you just leave all of that behind, and you're a fucking animal. You're just you turn into a shit. It's like a Tasmanian. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how many times I've kicked somebody out that was doing some horrible shit. That at the end, when they when they try to posture up, and it's like you don't know who I am. I'm a lawyer. I'm one. I'm the district attorney for Bend, and you're like, well, you're not really acting like it right now, are you? I'm the like this guy. We fun. had these guys yeah. the other night, and uh, he, whatever. He was he was obnoxious, and it was one of those things where you're like running circles on this guy because he's like, I don't want to pay that much money. I want to like get more out of you, or whatever. I get him back there. This man proceeds to tell me he's like, Well, I'm married and I have kids, so like I don't need to touch you and you don't need to touch me, but um, I just need 45 seconds and a rag and I'd love to just come on your stomach. He's like, what I just want to, I just want to come right there. He's like, Why don't we go in the back room? I have two hundred dollars. And I was like, You yeah, know, no. And I mean, he, this man had a, an had entire speech. 
And I could tell that he preys upon young girls because he was like trying to gaslight me into being okay with it by being like, I don't need to touch you. You don't need to touch me. You don't have to do anything. I just, I just need a quick moment. And I realized that like, cause he's from, he was from a, an area in the United States where the strip clubs are fairly seedy and they're all juice bars. They're all 18 and up. So I know that he probably goes after young girls and he does this often. And I was like, you are disgusting. And you look young enough. Yeah, and that's, like, gross, but also I was just like, really? You come in 45 seconds? How embarrassing. You should have put your foot in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. No, I should Come on, just just trust me. It's not that I big of a like, deal. Like, Nothing weird is going to happen. I'm just going to jerk like, off you're in just front of you. You're just going to jerk off in the corner while I don't look at you? That's just... Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> Let me convince I... you that I'm not a predator. <laughs> <laughs> Let me I convince think... you it's okay. <laughs> I think the next time that someone comes in front of you and says... I like work for the a DA or something. You should say, I hope that's true because now I have blackmail on you. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh it was recently somebody said that he was going to sue me. I was very late <laughs> for a minute, but like, yeah, I got him kicked out. That's me. He's done because of me. What was it? We found we found this guy in the bathroom, and he was he was doing a drug deal. Oh, I remember this. There was a drug the deal going on. Yeah, so there was a drug deal going on, and I went in there, and, you know, they scattered. And uh, I followed the guy out, and he, he didn't go very far, the guy that was trying to buy from these two other guys. He didn't go very far, so I was watching him, and he's sitting by the, the lotto machines that were right next to the bathroom, and I kind of overhear him say to another customer, like, hey, can I buy some Adderall? And I was like, did he just say that or not? So I decided I was going to post up and, and stare at him and try to make him really <laughs> uncomfortable so that he'd behave. Well, two and a half minutes later, he goes back in the bathroom and me and uh, the valet were like, hey, he's going back in. We should follow him. And we find him in the stall with another man. And they're, they're kind of snorting. And we were like, hey, get get out of that stall. You can't be in there. You know, there's only two things you can be doing in there. You're either sucking each other's dicks or you're doing drugs. There's literally not a third option for why two men are in the same they bathroom stall. They were probably stall. getting waxed. Yeah. But, but so we, we, we kick him out and the one guy who I was, you know, tailing, he just bolted. He left immediately. But this other guy, yeah, but this, this other guy apparently liked to think of himself as like, an important person there, you know, so he comes out and I go up to the door hostess and I'm like, that guy that just left and that guy right there, they're not coming back in for the rest of the night. And he goes, he starts pointing at all the staff and he goes, you look right here, you look right here, you look right here. And then he points at me, he goes, you look right here. And I'm like, no, you look right the fuck here. I'm like, get the fuck out right now. And he's like, well, I know the manager. He's like, where's Patterson? Bring Patterson out. And I was like, you don't get to talk to fucking Patterson. I'm telling you to leave right now. And it got into this big, big thing where I pulled out my can of mace for the first time in four and a half years. And I threatened him. I was like, if you don't leave right now, I'm going to mace you. And he... What he, he called me like he's like I crush ants like you every day, <laughs> and he's like some pudgy fat like five foot nine. You should have seen this guy. His face was so red, and oh. he's like pointing like so angrily. Like. Yeah, and he's 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 almost like pointing his finger, like tapping me in the chest with his fingers, and, and I'm of course I'm angry, and I'm I've never seen giving it so back bad. to him. Yeah, I'm normally not like that, but he he was really like. 
well, to the point where I thought I was going to have to fight him. Oh, you, so, yeah. Kyle, you only work, you know, what, weekends now, right? You're only doing weekends. So this the customer has been coming in, had been coming in for a few weeks, and we have all been made aware of him because, like I said, he was going through all the girls like, oh, if you marry me, I'll give you this, and talking about his money. He tips like fucking shit. Um, he tells us all he's going to buy the club. He's going to be the new manager. Like, our manager could not stand him because he would just follow him around and, like, Everyone hated him. And he negotiated but, the price. For oh, he would negotiate the price. You talking about? I didn't. I didn't know he who had, he, was. How rich he was. And then he'd sit there and try and hassle you on drinks. But anyway, so he had all been kind of, you know, harassing all of us. We're just over him, but we have no reason to really kick him out. So we have to tolerate him. And then Kyle, who has never encountered him, has this whole thing on the weekend, and we're like, "Well, there we fucking go, bye, dude." <laughs> like, you know, but yeah, you, Kyle. we finally got him out, and on the way out, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, on the way out, he that was when he was like, I crush ants like you for breakfast. And I'm like, well, that's weird that you do that, man. But OK, get the fuck out right now. And he and he came back in and he was like, I'm going to sue you and the club for assault. And I was like, I didn't even touch you, man. Like, what are you doing? He's insecure. Yeah. A little so, man uh, syndrome. And he, he was one of those people that was showing one of the bouncers like, oh, I have. Two million dollars in my checking account, and I've spent fourteen dollars tonight. Are you impressed by me? You know how much money I spent here? Fourteen dollars. Yeah, but he was one of those guys that was like, I'm very important. It's like, well, maybe you should not act like a complete asshat in the club. Like, if you're really someone important and you're this outside, then why are you coming in here and acting like this? It's and why are you a regular? On yeah, like the well, yeah. Like if you're that big and bad. I think if you have to tell somebody how important you are, you're obviously you're very irrelevant. This comes down to the shoe. The shoe thing is you can look at a man when he walks in the strip club and tell how much money he has and how much he's probably going to spend by his shoes. And so the men in the flashier shoes, I'm talking the expensive Jordans, the nice loafers, they ain't got shit because they're trying to prove to everybody else that they they look like money. But it's the guys that are wearing like that mid-tier Nordstrom level shoe, you know, a woman bought for him. You know, it's kind of nice. It's kind of ugly, but you're like, whatever. You're like 40. It's okay. You know, those are the shoes that that's what you're looking for. The most money I ever made was on a Monday night and this guy came in and he looked just almost homeless and it was a monday night and i just it yeah he looked almost homeless and i made i mean was that that night with the dollar this with, is before your time okay. i haven't seen a woman in a long time so they want industry, you really can't judge a book by well a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the customers that spend the most money there are those like woodland firefighters that are off duty or construction guys spend a lot of money Line and they always come in wearing their construction shirts or dirty yeah, like and the, painted. It's and, like the fishermen too, where yeah, they like make yeah. bank over a short period of time. Yeah. And you also, you also get those guys that come in that look like they're super attractive on drugs. Like I'll never forget this one. And that's the, the end place. of part one. Our dancer music came is in the back, Tribe of Noise. and she was like, "Yeah, he just handed me three thousand dollars and then walked out." And I was like, "Wow, you Thanks really can't fucking back judge side a book K. by their cover. You never know." Seven forty Northeast Third Street, Suite Six, Bend, Oregon nine seven seven zero one. Stop in sometime. You might see us recording. Listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Prime Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on the web at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com. Or write us 
at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com. Thanks.